like us to go please to uh, Isaiah chapter 32 and verse number 14 uh, continuing some thoughts from yesterday uh, from last week uh, Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 14 the fortress will be abandoned the noisy city deserted citadel and watchtower will become a wasteland forever the delight of donkeys and a pasture for flocks Till the spirit is poured on us from on high and the desert becomes a fertile field and the fertile field seems like a forest. Justice will dwell in the desert and righteousness will live in the fertile field. The fruit of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. Praise the Lord. Um, we are uh, calling for a time of prayer because, uh, uh, number one, the Lord is the one who is orchestrating and pushing us to do so. But uh, second, uh, I, I believe that there is power when God's people come to the Lord, uh, to the Lord in prayer. Um, everything that we are experiencing on the ground is a reflection of what's going on in the heavens. Okay, and the church is the institute that God has raised up not to have amazing services and amazing band, although we do have an amazing band, the best band. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We appreciate the band, but that's not the purpose of the church. Okay, the church is not to have great conferences, great events, great counseling, and children's ministries. It is to establish a dominion in the heavenly realms, to respond to the call of Jesus when he taught us how to pray. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and so this is the, the place that we, we, we find ourselves. This is our homework as the people of God. This is our assignment as God's people. Amen. Uh, just just to give you uh, just three verses very quickly Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against rulers against authorities against powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms everybody say heavenly realms I would like us to go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Everybody say kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Amen. Amen. So we bring his kingdom on earth. We wage war in the heavenlies. We attack these spiritual strongholds. We knock them out of commission so that his kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. All right? On earth as it is in heaven. And what does on earth as it is in heaven look like? It, it's not singing and dancing. On earth as it is in heaven, we have to understand the culture of heaven. The Bible says in Psalm 89 verse 14, that the foundation of God's throne is justice and righteousness. Hallelujah. The culture 
in the unseen spiritual realm is justice and righteousness. We bring that kingdom down by waging war, by breaking the power of the darkness, breaking the strongholds, hallelujah. And his kingdom comes to the earth, hallelujah. Righteous and justice, righteousness and justice in our communities is the same thing. It is equivalent to water coming to the desert. The absence of water brings death. The presence of water brings life. The absence of justice and righteousness. Death. But when justice and righteousness is restored, life, life and peace. Our vision, Benagarachinlai, is redeeming nations in. Hallelujah. And we have a, a belief that by the power of God, these hands can turn to, hands of begging can turn to hands of blessing. That God has a great blessing in store for the nation of Ethiopia. Don't read the news or social media. Listen to the pastor today. God has a great blessing in store for the nation of Ethiopia. God has a great blessing in store for the continent of Africa. But we are going to have to learn to contend for that blessing. Amen? Amen, amen? Uh, maybe if I could pa paint the picture to show where we are planted as, as a vision. Uh, in the year 1910, there was a conference in Edinburgh, Scotland, where all the miss missiologists and missions people of the world gathered together for a great conference to analyze, bring presentations, and to predict the next hundred years of God's missionary work in the earth. And what they predicted in the year 1910, that this continent of Africa would be what they called Mohammedan, which is what they would call uh, Muslim, back then, I guess for whatever reason. They, they prophesied that the next hundred years would, uh, the, the, at the, the way things were projected, Africa would be a Muslim, Muslim continent. They had another convening 100 years later in the year 2010 to compare notes and see how well their predictions uh, came to pass. And much to their surprise, Africa did not become Mohammedan. Uh, actually, Africa became the center place, the centerpiece of Christian activity in the whole world. That even to this day, Christianity is growing faster in Africa than in any other continent in the world. That this last 100 years, no one saw this coming. That salvation was being preached from coast to coast and people were coming to the Lord greater and faster than anywhere else in, in the world. Praise the Lord. So while we thank God for this, there have been great revivals. There have been great revivalists. There have been great prophets and apostles and evangelists carrying the gospel across this continent. We are, it's, it's, it's safe to say, we are the most saved continent in the world. All right, but it's a little bit of a contradiction because we are also the most poor continent in the world. Our salvation is growing together with our poverty. Actually, we are the poorest slash richest continent in the world at the same time, right? I don't want to get political, but it is what it is. So we very much reflect this passage. We are a wasteland. 
We are a wilderness. In fact, studies would reveal that the great independence movements of the 60s and 70s that took Africa by euphoria, so much hope and so much excitement uh, uh, at the time of independence where nations were, were putting their own national flags up and proclaiming their independence. Statistics would suggest that the, the, the average African is worse off now than they were on average at the time of independence. Today, the riches of Africa are fueling the economies of the Western Hemisphere and now China as well. Thank you very much. Across the street, thank you. All right. While the citizens of Africa remain poor, it's injustice beyond injustice. All right. The river is missing somewhere around here. Okay, so I really believe we don't need another sermon. What we need is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit is poured from on high, the desert turns into a fertile field, and the fertile field turns into a forest. God's justice, God's righteousness restored to its place, it brings the desert to life. Amen. Now when I say an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about a great service. My goodness, the Spirit moved in church today. I'll take that, that's fine. But when I see scripturally an outpouring of the Spirit, it changes the desert land into a forest. And we have had every kind of outpouring of the Spirit in Africa except that one. And I believe that's why God has given us this vision. So that the hands of begging turn to hands of blessing. Amen, amen. So that we can take the resources of this nation and not only feed ourselves, but feed the world and bless the world with equity. Bless the world with fairness and balance in Jesus' name. Can we say amen? Uh, Amos 5, 5, uh, 5.24, it says, um, Let justice flow like a river and righteousness like never-ending streams. Hallelujah. Let justice flow like a river and righteousness like never-ending streams. The source of this river is the house of God. It is the people of God. It is our job to preach the gospel and to, uh, to love justice, uh, to, to love mercy. He has showed you, O oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. In Ezekiel, the Bible says the stream flows out of the temple and it goes into the whole land. That temple is you and me. Can we say amen? And so I am, we've called for this time of prayer and fasting, beginning this coming Thursday. Uh, this is a directive. I, maybe you think I'm, I'm just making announcements. I really, really, really believe the Lord has given us a direction to seek his face. Amen. Uh, we, see, we pray a lot here. We do a lot of prayer and, and we do a lot of fasting. I understand. And we, we thank God for everything. But this one, it, it's a little bit different. It's a seven-day prayer and fast, but it's a seven-day all the way to the following week. Uh, but it is really a time when I believe God has called us. Uh, it's not like, oh, let me, let me take a time to seek the Lord, which is just fine. It's good to seek the Lord. But this is God calling us to, to prayer. I think there's a little bit of a difference. And I want to just share what I'm envisioning in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse number 41. This is the story of Elijah uh, when he went up on the mountain. Uh, verse 40, 41, it says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink 
for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, just some things about this and then we're going to pray. Are we ready? Number one, Elijah heard something before he saw something. He said, I hear the sound of a heavy rain. It had not rained for three and a half years. There's no evidence of rain, but by the Spirit of God, he heard something that he could not see. So to bridge the gap between what he heard to bring it to a place of manifestation, eh, he went up uh, onto the mountain, and the Bible says he put his head between his knees. Okay? Now, many theologians would suggest that that position, it's very similar to a birthing position. If any of you sisters and sistren have had a baby before. Birthing position. So, so it's almost like Elijah, he hears something, but he realized that even though he has heard it in the spirit, this thing will be brought to pass through travail, through mit, through push, through scream. Hallelujah. All right, and it says that he put his head between his knees. I've been uh, through a birthing experience, not personally, but pretty close when my children were born. Okay, what I observed in the experience is that once a woman goes into labor, there is no time out. There is no, let me take a break, have some tea, relax. Once you've hit birthing position, there's only one way to go, and there's no breaks if it hurts too bad. If it's uncomfortable, too bad. If you break a nail, too bad. If your eyelash flaps out of your face, too bad. There is no stopping. There is no pausing. There is no waiting. We are pushing and it, we will not stop until the baby is here. And so Elijah gets in birthing position and he sends the servant back how many times? And the Bible says, and on the seventh time, we're going to be fasting and praying. It's funny, like the Lord told me seven days before I found this. I found this afterwards. Come on, somebody. Hmm? But I think the Lord is pushing us as a church to do this in a very significant way. And so what we're going to do in this seventh day, I don't know what the Lord has in store. We're going to seek the Lord every day. The announcements will be on, the, on, the, uh, on our Telegram channel of, of when and how you can participate. I understand it might not be convenient, but I think we'll have some kind of a way for people to participate online. Uh, uh, this will be a, a time. At, at the seventh day, I don't know what it will look like. I don't know what it will sound like, but I am feeling in my spirit that whatever it is we have heard, we will start to get a, a glimpse of it here. We'll start to see, you know, when the baby uh, starts, to, they, they call it the crown. When the baby starts to come and you see the head. Come on, somebody. 
And they, 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 it's not the full baby, it's just a sign. And that's what Elijah saw right here. He didn't see the full blessing, but he saw a sign. And if you see the head crowning, you know that the baby is already here. He said, go get ready, I have already seen enough. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but we're going to push, and we're going to push, we're going to seek the Lord. And, and I believe the Lord will do something. We're going to plant the, the kingdom of heaven flag in the heavenlies. Because the flag of disobedience, the flag of injustice, the flag of perversion, it has been ruling over our land. You know, you know how it is when a flag, when one kingdom is conquered, when a king, kingdom conquers another kingdom, the first thing they do is they take a flag and they plant, plant the, the flag. And when the flag goes up, what does that mean? That means that everything below the flag is now under the authority of the flag. Okay, whatever the flag represents, everybody will, even if you don't like it or if you don't want, it's too bad. If the flag is up, you will take on the nature of that flag. With all due respect, but Africa has been largely colonized, largely into Francophone and Afri uh, Anglophone countries, right? Which means that in Anglophone countries, the, the, the British flag went up, and in Francophone countries, the French flag went, went up. Am I right about it? This is just basic history. And, and because the flag was up, up there, we all learned French. Comme si, comme ça. Eh? Our education system, comme si, comme ça. Our judicial system, comme si, comme ça. Les affaires, oui, oui, joyeux Noël. So now we're in Africa, but we're speaking ha ha, ha ha. Now, even our names, Jean, Bonion, Wehuan, okay? Now, now it's funny, we are not French, but the flag is. So we have no other choice than to fall in line with the flag. All right? Now, I'm not saying let's all go after the French embassy today and protest. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm using that as an example because that's exactly how the spirit realm works. If there is a strong man, whether we like it or not, whether we are French or not, we will do. The Bible says the spirit of the air works disobedience in the sons of men. So our disobedience does not come from us. Our disobedience comes from the flag. And God raises up a church. The church, the, the biblical, uh, the, the Greek word for church, biblically, it's actually, it's not a place of religious worship. It's actually a, a, a political term. It's equivalent to parliament. Yeah. It's the assembly. It's the called out ones. It's the gathering of the Roman Senate in the, new, in the first century. It was called Ecclesia. We're a political force. But we're not an opposition political party to prosperity party or whatever party. Yeah. This is a spiritual entity. Yeah. Yeah. There is a spiritual dominion that has to be restored and God has entrusted that to us. So at the end of these seven days, we are not going to just come to church to have a great service, to hear a great music, and hear a great, great preacher, although he is a great preacher. Mm -hmm. but, but we are here to establish another flag 
that waves over our nation because the wrong flag has been flying freely for too long. The wrong flag has been flying over Africa too long. And I'm not talking about French or British, whatever. I'm talking about that spirit of disobedience, that spirit of injustice. When there is injustice on the ground, it's because there is a flag that is commanding traffic in the way of injustice. Our job as the people of God is to put God's kingdom flag up, to turn the desert into wasteland. Hallelujah. So that we will not only be saved in soul, but that the desert would turn into a forest. That life would come back. Hallelujah. That blessing would become back. We are one of the things, the most powerful things that we have inherited as the people of God. Being belonging to Jesus, we have received the blessing of Abraham. Blessing. Everybody say blessing. So I want everybody to get ready. There is no Africa Rise this year. There is Africa Pray this year. If we have not done this, if we have not taken out this strong man, we have not done our nation a service. If we have not taken out this strong man, we have not done Africa a service. If we have Africa Rise with this ugly thing still standing here, we have done a disservice to the Africa Rise movement. We've just had a TV show something to broadcast to bring the money in this is beyond money this is for God's kingdom to come in Africa as it is in heaven so I would like to just emphasize again uh, uh, we start Thursday follow the telegram we, we, we're still working out some of the details of what that would look like but Thursday I, I want to encourage you I really wonder if this room is going to fit everybody as we had said but we will make adjustments as necessary and uh, please let's make some noise together for the kingdom of God amen, amen. hallelujah thank you pastor I think uh, it has been made clear as to why we live on this earth. We had no choice, we have come. God has brought us. But after we have come here, we make a choice to be a part of light or a part of darkness. It's a choice each one of, each one of us have to make. And uh, I just pray and encourage all of us to think and process this information. I mean, we have come from many nations here, but we have one purpose, to shine His righteousness, to shine for His kingdom. It doesn't matter the language you speak, the country you've come from. The most important thing is you are here to shine His light so darkness should disappear. And this week, what a great opportunity to all of us as we go to our different offices and different functions and responsibilities. I challenge you to be a light for Jesus Christ. Where there is no love, be a cause of love. Where there is a fight, be a cause of peace. That is precisely the call of God upon each of our lives. And this has nothing to do with nationality or language or tribe. You come from where you speak. Father God, we are grateful this morning and the way you have spoken to us clearly. I pray, Father, that the word of the Lord that we heard this morning would come with authority and action as we go throughout, through this door and to the nations, the people, the neighbors, the communities, 
Lord, we would be the light. We would show life, would show peace, and would be an element of righteousness and justice. Raise your hands and receive the blessings of the Lord. The Lord bless you. The Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord give you strength, wisdom and understanding and insight to live by the authority of the word of God that you have heard this morning. God be with you as you go. God be with you as you effortlessly with the help of the Holy Spirit try to demonstrate justice and righteousness in the office you work in the community where you live in the organizations and companies you engage throughout the week God bless you with peace God bless you with favor God bless you with wisdom in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and all of God's people say Amen Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah.